0: Welcome to the Snapshot Testimony podcast, episode 67. I'm your host, Ali Domerson, and this is a podcast that explores the pivotal moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. Some of my favorite episodes are now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe to the Snapshot Testimony channel for full-length video interviews and bonus content you won't find anywhere else. In this week's episode, I'm sitting down with Michael Cochran from the band Cochran & Company. He's the voice behind hit songs like Church, Take Me Back, and Don't Lose hope he grew up in the church in a small indiana town his religious upbringing and musical talent kept him in christian circles even leading others in worship but in reality he says his heart was far from god until the night the presence of god stripped away all of his pretending and allowed him to see the truth that had been there
1: all along i was brought up in the church just to set the scene here a little mm-hmm. I was brought up in the church um my grandfather was a minister my, uh, we were there every Sunday. My mom taught children's church. My grandma was the organist. I mean, we were just like, we were like at the core of this little 50, 60 member church in the country. Okay. Uh, But when I got into high school, middle school and high school, like happens to a lot of us, I just felt like that, uh, was a nice tradition, but I didn't have to necessarily take it very seriously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Fast forward to uh, now being at a church after uh, God began to work in my heart and and turn things around for me. I'm at this uh, college now trying to finish a bachelor's degree and take some worship classes, be more equipped for this role that I'm in. Um, but still feeling like, still feeling like it just wasn't real. Feeling like, uh, like maybe I was still operating on like a hand-me-down faith. Okay. I, so
0: I'm going to pause you right there. Okay. So a couple things. So you already, at this point, you knew that you loved music. It was
1: loved music. Yeah. So you loved, I loved music, music my whole life. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you knew that that was at least something you wanted to do. And yes. your when you, your middle school, high school years, did you walk away from the church or were you just kind of there,
1: but your heart wasn't really there? Uh, Walked away for a season. Okay. But but would still participate to make my grandparents happy. (laughs) Um I was very I was very much like someone that my parents like other parents would want their kids to be around. Mm -hmm. Even even in my years of wandering, even in my, you know, uh messed up times. You were still a good Hey, yeah, I was, I was good by the world sense. I had a sure. Christian worldview, mm-hmm. like if that makes sense, I would even argue with my non-believing friends of my Christian worldview, <laughs> but, but the way that it played out in the inner workings of my life behind closed doors, it was completely inconsistent with the, with the worldview that I had. Okay. And, and with the, the, the connection from head to heart just was not there. Mm -hmm. It was, and because of that, I think it made it so easy to separate myself mentally from the Christian faith from time to time when it was convenient.
0: Yeah. Did you uh, want it to be there? Did you want there to be this connection and like, man, I don't know what it is, but I just can't seem to get there. Or was it kind of rebellion? Like this is just, I'm going to do it to make my grandparents happy, but this is just not
1: for me. You know, honestly, I think I wanted it to not be there.
0: Ah, okay. And it's it, and it, and it even more was. interesting. Yeah.
1: You know, like, I think I wanted to not believe it. And, uh, cause I think I just wanted the, f- the freedom from conviction to live how I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And it was like this ever going thing that was there that I couldn't shake. Yeah. Uh, looking back, you know, it was the pursuit of God in my life in those years that I was trying to quiet. I was trying to ignore. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, uh, explain away. I was, um, I was really desperate, I think for affirmation in some of the things that I wanted to do. And cause I knew enough to be dangerous with, with Christianity and with the word. I knew enough mm-hmm. to know that the way that I wanted to live my life was inconsistent with what the Bible said. Yeah. Uh, and so one of the, something had to change. It either had to be my, my way of living or, uh, the hold that this had on my life. And so I tried desperately to shake that hold. Um, and I think I even convinced myself at certain points in time that, you know, where I operated was, I think God's real. Uh, I think Jesus, you know, did what he said he did. I just yeah. don't know that that has a real cause and effect on my life and, and we'll just be, we'll agree to disagree on other things, you know, sure. and- Um, and so that led me to an indifference. Um, I don't think that I was ever, you know, uh, in a place where I was an atheist, but I think that I was definitely like, this just doesn't have, um, a weight on my life or at least I don't want it to.
0: Okay. So then we'll, now you're in college
1: and college number three. Yes, college number three, and I'm serving at a church. So, Whoa. I began. Yes, so this. So, uh, when I began to write music, uh, it was very uh, not. I mean, it's more self-serving. I just I was writing love songs. I was hoping girls would like me. I was, you know, whatever. I was all this stuff with music, and um, but there was still this gnawing, like biblical worldview <laughs> that. That I okay. couldn't shake, you know. So it and would so come, would it come out it in would your come music? Out in my music. It would come out in my music, yeah. And because of that, um, and because of who my grandparents were in our town, and because of uh, you know other things, like I would get asked sometimes to sing for youth group things or whatever. Because again, I, people thought I was a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was in the choir in school that sang at the churches. I was, uh, you know. I wasn't like posting, we didn't have like Twitter at the time. So I wasn't like I was <laughs> posting, like, I hate God or, you know, sure. I'm not a Christian. It was just things I was struggling with internally. So externally, I was still invited to do this, that, and the other in the mm-hmm. in the Christian space in my community. And um, I remember going to a Bible study with some friends. I was starting to go into a Bible study. And this was about a two-year process, this Bible study. But early on in the in the study, I was like, okay, I'm going to... I'm gonna like give this a try, like being f- being faithful, because okay. you know again, like I I think I was on the Christian spectrum, so to speak, in my <laughs> mind, and I was like, I've, I've been over here in the, I don't really buy into the repercussions that it has in my life, but maybe I should go here to where I tr- I give it a try, you know, yeah. uh, and I can be involved in the music and and it's another outlet for my creativity or whatever. It was still very self serving. Mm -hmm. at that time. Um, what can it do for me without me doing anything for it? You know? Sure. And that led to an opportunity to serve at a church, uh, in the, in music, which really hindsight, I had no business getting that job at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was very ill-equipped. I was just musically talented and, you know, that got me in, but the way that God sovereignly worked in that is unbelievable because being at that church, seeing, Real Christianity played out in these guys that I was uh, sitting in meetings with, seeing a genuine faith, and then, and then contrasting that to my own faith or experience, and realizing, I this I'm faking it. Like, I am. This is not real for me. Yeah. If I believe it, I don't believe it as much as they do because it has no effect on my life. And so the conviction began to set in. Yeah. Slowly and. Fast forward, then I find myself going back to finish a degree, taking some worship classes to better do my job. And all the while, God is using those moments and those appointments to not, not really prepare me for my job, but, pre- but prepare my heart for actual ministry. Mm. And prepare my heart to, to experience Him and experience his grace to let it go from here into here. And so I'm at this Bible study that I've been going to just going through the motions at it again, just really indifferent. Like it's great. It's fine. This is just, you know, whatever. And one night in particular, uh, a guy was talking and I honestly don't remember what he talked about. I mean, it had to be the gospel. It had to be something great, but I don't remember. I just remember slowly zoning out of the moment and like introspectively realize like seeing my filth like mm-hmm. like really clearly um like God had taken the scales off my eyes like the mm-hmm. eyes of my heart like I'm sitting there and you know just uh years of going through the motions, years of faking Christianity, years of giving lip service to him when it's convenient, but but not having a a real heart connection and a real desire to please and live for him and glorify him. All of that was coming into my mind and flooding me and past relationships I'd been in and past situations I found myself in and poor decisions I made, just all these things like the scales were off and I'm seeing it and I'm just seeing the filth. And I'm, you know, I'm, I felt like I was like in the presence of God in that moment, in that little chapel at that school. And I was like naked, (laughs) like before the Lord. Yeah. And just like filthy, and I remember leaving that session, not talking to anybody, just going and sitting in my car in the parking lot, uh, and in my little Ford Taurus. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and it's late. I mean, this was like a college Bible study, so it starts. It started at like eight thirty. So this is like probably ten o'clock at night. You know, I'm sitting there in my car, just broken and crying and praying and like God. I get it. Like I want it to be real. I'm done with the faking it. I'm done with the pretending. I'm done shrugging off any conviction that I felt in the past. I'm done yeah. you know putting the mask on when I go to my church, when I do this whatever. I this is the moment where I I I'm just as miserable as everybody else. But I call myself a Christian. I've, I've got, it. this has to be the moment. And, uh, I just, I just, you know, desperately was praying. And, uh, this is the part where it sounds a little cliche, <laughs> but it's true. I was, uh, I was getting ready to go home because you just pour yourself out and I'm like, you know, uh, it's in your court now kind of thing, you know, like, uh, I, I want to feel you, whatever that is. And I turn on the radio <laughs> And I'm, and I'm getting ready to drive home and uh east to west by casting crowns <laughs> comes on the radio and and it's uh it's that part like you know uh, uh you've cast my sin as far as the east is from the west but right now I feel like you know i'm I'm one mistake away from you leaving me this way hmm. can you show me how far the east is from the west and I just remember that wasn't a new song at the moment that was just you know whatever it was uh, playing song. on the radio. It was playing on the radio whatever it was and and that like I just I like I put my car back in park <laughs> and I was like I was <laughs> got like got some more work to do. <laughs> yeah, I was like I was like god this is like you know I mean, I wasn't raised in like a charismatic church, you know, so this like, you know, the hearing from the Lord and all that stuff like wasn't common to me. So I was just naive. I was like, God, is this you talking to, me? you know, like, are you trying to tell me something here? Like, and I just let the truth of that soak into me and I get, I get, you know, my Bible is sitting in the car next to me and I and I frantically search that passage where that's talked about. And I'm like, this is what you are telling me that it's possible for me to to let go of this. It's possible for me, for all my filth, for all the things that you just, I believe, you know, I believe you just showed me in there. You showed me this because you want me to give it to you and you want me to let go of it and you can take it away from me forever. And so I just had this new sense of, okay, it's real. And so then over the course of the next several years and even now, you know, now the real heart work began that was in twenty. 13 2012 2013 I guess uh, but that was the moment when it was like I'm going to I am going to follow Jesus yeah uh, and and it it was a it was a moment I've written a couple different songs about it about that experience because it really was the the moment uh, that I can look back and go I don't know if that's the moment when I became saved you know because uh, I think that God was saving me before that but that was the moment when it became the reality of salvation sunk into me that it that the reality of what it meant the reality of what of what grace meant and that and just the deep love that god has for us that you know as as far as i'd ran and as messy as my life was and has uh just as fake as i'd been that god was still like no you you're one of mine and we're just going to wash you off and and we're going to get you right Wow. And, uh, it was just a, it was a beautiful experience it was ugly snotty tear crying at the time but looking back <laughs> it was a beautiful experience
0: <laughs> yeah so how did ministry then change as you'd already kind of been in that space you were already doing music how did then that shift where all of a sudden you're not faking it anymore you're not just a guy who can do music
1: yeah, I mean I think I think for me uh at the in that it became like just this joy filled thing that I got to do and I was on fire. I mean I was just like I was consuming every uh like sermon I could find throughout my day. I was reading all the time. I was uh just like writing so much music and uh and I was just so grateful that I got to be at this church. And I remember thinking like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I can't believe that they let me work here before, you know, like or whatever, you know. And so I had a lot of great conversations with our senior minister. And I was like, I, right. you know, and and soon after that, within a year, about a year and a half later, I began the ordination process at my church hmm. um, where I w- you know, went through like a, a several uh, lessons, meetings, studying lots of things to be like an ordained minister in uh, my church's system. And yeah, uh, so it, it's, it's really like, it's kind of like the, it was like the baptism moment, like with Jesus, when his ministry began, so to speak, like uh-huh. I look back at that moment. And I'm like, that's when my ministry like began. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out before that. And it's like, God just was like, I have called you to this. Here's the confirmation. You're going to get your heart right. And, and then the music that you're putting out is going to really mean something to you now it's going to mean something to other people and uh i mean it's just been a, a a growing process really ever since then
0: yeah you know i i love stories like this there's so much of your story i can relate to cuz i have a you know a lot of similarities of you know growing up in the church and trying to like still sort of do my own thing but not really not really like deliberately walking away but just kind of like walking on a what I thought was a parallel path and it sort of kept me close enough, you know? Yeah. And so, but, and the thing that's interesting is those testimonies sometimes feel complicated, you know, to try to, to try to like capture all of that, you know, cause it's almost like we kind of want the neat before and after. That's more marketable.
1: Yeah. That's definitely more marketable. (laughs) It's, you know, it's like I I was lost and now I'm found. It's like, well, I was kind of found, but, (laughs) but, But acted lost and like, you know, I don't know. And I I really chalk it up to like just the common grace of growing up in a Christian family Mm -hmm. uh, and having Christian grandparents and Christian parents and that Christian community around me, I, f- I feel like God just never fully took the guardrails off of my life.
0: Yeah. It's I, like I, he was just, I, I he hear was, that. Yeah.
1: He was preserving me. He was protecting me from myself. <laughs> he was protecting me from, you know, uh, other things. And just looking back, it's like, he just had his hands over all of it. Even when I was just sh- pushing, shoving his, trying to get out of his grip, he just had held me there. And, uh, It's just, he's a good, he's a good God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So who would you say your music is for? Do you, do you write music for people like you, for the person who's grown up in church and maybe needs to hear it a new way? Or do you write music for the person who's unfamiliar with church or both?
1: I mean, I try to do both. I think naturally uh, when I'm writing honestly and when I'm writing, from my perspective, I think it's probably going to connect more with the prodigal. Uh, it's going to connect more with the person who was brought up in the church and disenfranchised for whatever reason. And it's just trying to figure out where they're at. I think that that's probably more of the natural connection. But I do try to word things in a way. I mean, I've got several friends uh, in my life that it just wasn't a part of their life. And so their view of Christianity is very postmodern, very like, it's a thing of the past that's not relevant. And it's kind of a cute thing that you do, but it doesn't apply to me. And uh, no connection, you know, no Judeo-Christian, whatever, other than just what is passed on from American culture, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I, I am thinking of them in the songwriting room at times. And I'm thinking, how can I phrase this in a way that isn't just blatantly Christianese to where it might affect them where they're at and just with the human experience that they have from experiencing the broken world. Yeah. And so I think it comes in, I think definitely the sonics of our music might uh, reach across the aisle, so to speak, or reach out of the church walls more to people. Uh, just the, my musical influences uh, as it bleeds into my music and bubbles up and, you know, the, the Eagles and the Springsteen and the Bob Seeger and all that. I think that that might, you know, extend a hand out. Uh, to people outside the church walls. Uh, so ho- hopefully it's a blend.
0: Yeah. What are you most excited about for your sophomore album?
1: I think just the step forward sonically. Um, I think we've allowed some of those influences to to come in more and and not been afraid of them and just let them kind of do what they are. It's It's a part of who I am and what I do musically and just letting some of that out of the box a little, I think.
0: Yeah. What's the name of the album?
1: running home.
0: Feels appropriate, right?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for, for being with me on the podcast today. It was a joy to really hear your story.
1: Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's a cool format.
0: Snapshot Testimony is a Moody Radio podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review or comment on whatever platform you're using. Your feedback really helps us reach more listeners. Plus, I just like hearing from you. I'm your host, Allie Domerson, and together we're sharing the moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. Thanks for listening.